Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the summer intern here at KLRC. If you're like me, sometimes you don't catch things as they're happening on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. Here's some highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Isaac from Middays, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. All right, so it's time for the Wednesday game. Christy is out sick, so it's mm-hmm. just the boys in the studio today. Yeah. Wow. It's a little weird. A little bit curious about how this format is going to work. Because <laughs> hey, last did. time I fought Robert when Christy uh-huh, wasn't yes, in. Yes, yeah, Robert jumped in to play along. That was a legendary battle. That was the, that was maybe the most not the right pacifist word. Wednesday game edition <laughs> we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that I can live up to Christy's competitive nature. Mm. But I'm going to try to put the hat on and at least yeah. do my best to, to at least show up. And I was thinking about this. You've been my boss in some capacity for almost like a decade now. Uh-huh. And this is kind of like an Obi-Wan and Anakin situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're my Jedi master. I'm the Padawan now. We're duking okay. it out. Is it is it time for you to take over and for me to <laughs> pass on? I know the stakes were that high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is this early on, like training mode? Or yeah. is this later, is this, whenever uh, Anakin's when turning? What are we getting here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here we go. We have three new cards. Yes. Uh, we're all reacting to these at the same time. So okay. worst case scenarios. Three worst case scenarios. Uplifting and encouraging. That's what we do. <laughs> yes. These, it's still great <laughs> gratitude that we may yeah. not have to live with these today. Exactly. Yeah. It's a gratitude. Yeah, I can see the alignment. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Here are three scenarios. Dismount from a wild Bronco. That's good timing with this Springdale Rodeo coming out. <laughs> Wow, that what a sounds, connection out yeah, of you. That's okay. great. All right, so dismount from a wild Bronco. Okay. I'm assuming that's the actual horse, not mm-hmm, like a Mustang. Not a runaway Ford. Um, <laughs> oh, good call. Eat roadkill to survive. Wow. Ooh, interesting. Strong. Yeah. Huh. All right. Okay. Or sleep along the Amazon River for a month. Ooh. Yeah, probably <laughs> oh. not surviving okay. that one. Okay. All right, so we each get about 10 seconds to think Good about how. Grief. I've seen people get pretty hurt from the horse thing. Mm, that, nice. that, that, could, yeah. that could hurt. Roadkill. Which one? Because, like, armadillos have I leprosy, right? I feel like right? Isaac's roots may put him in a unique position here. That's right. My, my Northeast Arkansas hillbilly roots <laughs> changes I was everything. actually thinking, saying. like, do I have a fire and right. maybe, like, a crockpot situation go on or, like, right. a camp what, stove? What other tools do you have? Yeah. Because if I can, you can find edible parts of yeah. about anything. Sleep along the Amazon. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, oh, Isaac, man. we're going round one. Yeah. Uh, I've got to try guess your worst case scenario. You, yeah. you have yours figured out? I do, yes. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm going to say, I think the roadkill thing, based on your roots, I think you could handle that. Mm. But, yeah, I think you, I mean, not ideal, not advised. Of course. But in a, <laughs> in a difficult situation. But if this were like a high, like a, a nice plump deer or something. Yes. We're not talking skunk or like a badger. Yeah, it, it wasn't definitive. It wasn't specified. So, yeah. yeah. So okay. I, think, I don't think that'd be the worst. So I'm down to the sleep along the Amazon River or dismount from a wild bronco. Well, I could see you actually in the rodeo. No way. Yeah. In like a clowning capacity well, or like it definitely I mean, and in first, a cowboy capacity? Yeah. What, that may have been the that? first thing. Okay. Yeah. But, um, and, and it's not that I don't think you could survive the Amazon because you're outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did the whole Turpentine Creek wildlife refuge thing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But that's basically the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a one to one. Yeah. I was not at all in a glamping piranha, yes. poisonous thing. Yeah. yeah. Creatures. I'm on, I'm re- I don't know. I'm rethinking this. All right. I'm going to go with my gut, gut instinct. I'm going to say sleep along the Amazon River for a month. Interesting. What is your worst case scenario? Okay. I ran through all of these in my head. Uh-huh. The worst thing I think I could handle. Because I'm kind of, I think that I'm kind of spry. I can jump off yeah. and get away pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The Amazon River thing, though, I've seen like the bugs alone yeah. that are known to that area. And if I get like one centipede or something, even like within toast. three feet of me, I'm jumping into the river and then yeah. I assume eaten by piranhas. So yeah. I think. Or crocodiles or, or any, so many things. Yeah, so that would definitely be it. Yeah, so that you is it. your worst case scenario? Yeah. You got ding, it. ding, ding. Good job. Point Good job. for Mark. Okay. Yes. It's always a different dynamic when you've got just the boys together, and this time did not disappoint. A duel between Master and Padawan, a battle for the ages, and yet still very logical and clearly thought out. They acted very reasonably. If you're curious about how this duel of the fates ended, you can listen to the rest of the Wednesday game on KLRC's On Demand, which you can easily find on the KLRC website or on the app, which is probably how you're listening to this right now. Since Christy was sick this week, Mark was hanging out in the mornings, and this is one of his breaks, which touched my heart, especially because we all recently celebrated Father's Day. It's an incredible thought, isn't it? That's what he wants. He wants to be with us today. That's incredible. My uh, my boys gave me an early Father's Day gift. Not just the gift of the time they wanted to invest, but the lesson that I learned from them. So a Friday, they said, hey, could could you take a couple hours off and could we just spend the day together? And I, as a dad, I was like, absolutely. They're in high school, both of them. They got plenty of stuff going on. They're like, well, we want to carve out some hours to spend some time together. So we threw a little disc golf. We aren't any good at it, but we had a great time just being together. Watched an old school classic movie, got some snacks together, and the richest gift of it all was just the fact that my boys, out of everything they could have been doing, said, I want to be with my dad for a couple hours today and just be together. And I've not forgotten it. It's been a few days now, but it did so marked me because it also helped me see just a little bit more. I think of what God's heart is for us today. The most incredible gift we could give him would just delight him is to be able to say, hey, we just want to be with you today. Not asking you for anything. It's not, there's no strings attached. Could we just be together today? Walk in relationship together today? God desires a relationship with us, and often I think about how would I feel if someone I loved with all of my heart didn't respond to my texts, didn't call me, didn't want to see me, and that's how I treat God. If I don't spend time with Him, I don't read His Word, and I don't walk with Him by my side in life. And so I'm glad Mark was able to have that reminder of God's love through the love of his kids, because that's how we point each other back to God through loving each other as Christ loves. Up next is the positive difference story from Thursday. All right, so this is pretty cool. Pastor Leo and the folks at his church came up with. 
Like so many in the middle of the pandemic, as folks began to struggle, they were trying to find ways to help. They did the food thing. And then they began to realize and hearing from people like, what would really actually help the most right now is a place to do laundry. In fact, the area where they serve, the community that they're in, there is no laundry mat in a four-mile radius. Over 75% of the people in that area, they also depend on public transportation. So pastor said this, can you imagine having to take all your clothes, getting on uh, public transportation to the laundromat, have to sit for three to four hours, do your laundry, then come back on the bus route, carrying all that laundry. Takes up most of your day, too. So here's what they said. We're going to do something about this. And the folks at Good Church of Flint, Michigan, decided to step in and build a laundry facility in their church building's basement. The uh, pastor also told a reporter there are studies coming out that are connecting limited access to clean clothes and lower school attendance. So they felt like this could even help families and kiddos especially in their education. Right now, the church has eight machines, thanks to a donation of four washers and four dryers from the folks at Whirlpool. They say they know it's a great start, not nearly enough, so they're raising more money to add even more. Their goal right now is about 100 families a week that they're serving and want to see that grow even more. Love that. It's our positive difference story of the day today. There are so many needs all around us that we don't notice till we put ourselves into someone else's shoes, just like that pastor did when he thought about someone commuting by public transportation to do laundry. It reminds me of the song by Brandon Heath, Give Me Your Eyes, which I think of as a prayer for myself. You know, God, give me your eyes so I can see the needs of people around me and I can show your love. Up next is Isaac sharing some very relatable facts about loved ones. And, well, I'll just let him tell you. All right, I feel like at this point we've established enough trust with one another where we can talk about this. Now, I will give a warning that this is going to be a little bit um, a little bit scary to address, but I think that we can do this, all right? So in the privacy of your cubicle, your desk, your car, wherever you're at listening this morning, I want you to raise your hands if you identify with this, okay? Are you nervous when you're traveling with a loved one while they drive? Are you nervous? Are you worried about their driving? Because if you are, you're not alone. In a new poll, 63% of people get nervous when their loved one is driving. 63% of people. Okay, so I don't know what this says about my relationship with my wife, but if we're in the car for more than like an hour, she goes right to sleep when we're driving. When I'm driving, she goes right to sleep. And I think that that either is just inherent trust, knowing that I'm a good driver, or just greater trust in the Lord than I have when she's driving. So I think that kudos for her for having more trust in general. She's more calm when I'm driving. That's great. I struggle with that, but I struggle when I'm not driving at all. I like the control of it. I'm going to say, so maybe it's not so much that we're nervous about our loved ones driving. It's more that we just would rather be behind the wheel. At least that's what I'm going to say. I can relate to your wife, Isaac. I never get anxious when my boyfriend drives, and I actually prefer it when he drives. One of the reasons why he's the one driving if we're in the car together is because I can't stand how anxious and stressed he gets if I'm driving. It's just funny like that. Here's some more from Isaac. It's Wednesday, and since COVID went down, I think a lot of us are missing some of those aspects of the office life where maybe you have someone share a useless bit of trivia for a distraction for your day, So I'm happily going to fill that role for you today. Get ready for this. All the pepperonis that the U.S. eats in a year, 
can you, this is just going a great place. Are you prepared for this? All of the pepperonis that the U.S. eats in a year can circle the earth 50 times. 50 times circling the earth with pepperonis. Now, I know that this is kind of one of those just theoretical fun facts, but science, I'm ready to do this, okay? The earth-circling pepperoni shield, I think this is, an, this, is, this is something worth pursuing, okay? I think that this is something we need to look into. I love pepperoni. We can maybe add some pineapple into that. I know it's controversial. I know. I'm prepared to die on that specific hill, but pepperoni for sure, I love it. That's... That, that feels like a low number, in fact, for how much I know I, I, that I eat. Like Isaac, I am also a pepperoni lover and I'm totally game for wrapping the earth in pepperoni. You know how you can see the Great Wall of China from space? Well, what if we could see a ring of pepperoni from space? One small bite for man, one giant pizza for humanity. Up next is Kara sharing some wise words regarding friendship on the drive home with Anson and Kara. Julie Beck is a writer who spent the last three years thinking a lot about friendship because she's been interviewing people who are good friends. And through that, she says, I've kind of found out some key forces that fuel and maintain friendships Mm -hmm. over the years. And so we've been talking about some of those this afternoon because I think it's really good to stop and go, okay, these things don't just happen. Friendship is super important. What are the things we can do, the steps we can take to help make sure these things are fueled and keep going right. in our lives. Yeah. And so you've mentioned a few, Anson, intention, ritual, imagination, all of those things, super important to maintain your friendships. I really appreciate this last one from her, and that is grace. All the forces I've mentioned so far are ideals, she said. They're impossible to fully live up to <laughs> because life often gets in the way. And so she says, you know, even me as a reporter, I've covered friendship for many years. Sometimes I even struggle with this. I'm like, who am I to be dispensing advice when I can't even text my friends <laughs> back promptly? Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Right. And so she said, you know, I've, I've talked before about how friendship is flexible. It bends to fit the shape our lives need it to. But during the pandemic, I saw just how elastic it can be what it needs to be. And so she said, when I cite grace here as the final and most important force in a friendship, I mean it in two ways. One is the forgiveness that we offer each other when we fall short, Mm -hmm. because we will. Mm -hmm. And the other is the space that creates for connections and reconnections that feels nothing short of miraculous. Friendship is incredibly important to me, as I'm sure it's important to you, too. I struggled a lot with friendships in my life, people coming and going, and never feeling like people are there for me. Maybe you've experienced this as well. And maintaining significant relationships through life's constant changes can be difficult. So I loved that reminder from Kara that it takes grace, just like our relationship with God involves grace. Lastly, here is Anson sharing his Father's Day experience. Happy belated Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yes, including you, Anson. Yeah, that's right. Father's Day was yesterday. Got to celebrate a little bit. And uh, I was thinking back about yesterday, today, about what we did to celebrate for Father's Day. Uh-huh. And uh, it started off with some really good pizza for lunch. Oh, yeah. Then we had steak for dinner. Ooh. Ice cream for dessert. Yum. I got some candy as a gift as well. Oh, wow. And then it hit me. All of my Father's Day gifts were edible. <laughs> what does this say about me? Hmm. That my family was thinking, what should we get, Dad? What will he really like on Father's Day? Uh-huh. It all needs to be stuff he can put inside of his belly. <laughs> I mean, not wrong, <laughs> I'm right? I'm pretty big into food, I guess. I don't know what 
whether to be happy or sad for you, Anson, since all of your Father's Day gifts were edible. But to be honest, that's kind of what me and my siblings did with our dad, especially when we were kids. Lots of candy. It can be hard finding a gift, you know, depending on what your dad's interests are and if he already has too many hats, t-shirts, or mugs. But it does sound like you had a good day, Anson. And in the end, spending time with your loved ones is what's most important. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.